I'm Adela, and this is the House Medium Podcast. In this podcast, you are going to send me your emails and you're going to ask your questions, whether it's paranormal or have to do with real estate and you want me to look at the house that you're looking to buy or rent. But not only are you going to send me your emails, but I'm going to have you on my podcast and I'm going to see and tell you what I see while I'm seeing it responding to your email right to you and you are going to tell me if this makes sense if it resonates so all the listeners can hear and be a part of this experience now if you don't want to be on here i understand for those of you who don't i will still read your email however i look forward to being your house medium. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the house medium. I'm Adela, your house medium. And we are going to get into our email that we have from Lisa today. This is going to be a good one and kind of like, you know, another one of those twists and turns. That's how it goes. That's how it goes down here. So I know a lot of you listening to this, hopefully you have something to listen on your drives to your family. Maybe you're going out of town for Thanksgiving and you know, you're doing that drive. I've done that drive. How many of you are doing that drive? Let me know. And maybe this will give you something <laughs> to listen to, to um, maybe escape a little bit before you get with the fam. Now, here's my request that I have for all of you. When you get with the fam, maybe there's some stories the fam has. Maybe maybe you're going to see something happen while you're hanging out with the family. Maybe some trippy stuff. Because here's the thing. Even though spirits don't really care about, you know, this time of year, meaning like they're not upset that they're not here with us during the holidays and stuff. They definitely try to get your attention because you do, because you may be feeling sad. You may be missing them. You may be feeling a certain kind of way, as the kids say. And so they will give you signs. So please, please go ahead and write in and label it my Thanksgiving story. Wouldn't that be kind of cool for us all to share? Because you might be surprised. Maybe it's the positive thing where it's like your great old grandpa um, or something, or maybe it's just some, some rando who just like showed up at the Thanksgiving dinner trying to get your attention. Or maybe there's some stories that your family, you're like, hey, I'm listening to this podcast on the way here, doing this drive and all that jazz, you know, getting ready to uh, sit with all of you. Um, and maybe they have something to share. So I want to hear from you guys. Also wanted to let everyone know, um, you know, I did do a little vote for everybody wanted to, you know, I wanted to know if you wanted me to bring back spirit circles, speaking of spirit, I did a spirit circle before and it was so fun. It was all in good fun where we were practicing together. Everybody in the circle is what I call pinging, where we're passing the energy to each other and seeing what we see. And you guys saw some shit. And not only that, did people tell a story? And that's what I love about these spirit circles is that 
a couple of people saw something, then somebody else saw something and then somebody else did. And we got like a family, a whole storyline and we got it confirmed and it was really cool. So, and, and even someone saw something with me and my fam. So it's a really great way to practice. It's very lighthearted. You bring your favorite drink. I even brought like, um, <laughs> dry ice. It didn't quite work cause I wanted it to like go all around the room. Next time I have to know I have to do use a fog machine for that. But anyway, we keep it very light so that you guys can have the experience of what it's like to see and trust what you're seeing. So I'm going to be doing that. I posted that on my website. Um, you know, it's going to be on the third and I did do the, I am doing the psychic 101 development, which I'll, I'll mention at the end. But in the meantime, let's step into the medium brew cafe. Um, we're just going to step in here really, really quick because I have a coffee rack. Now, I know some of you want to send me stuff P.O. Box. Believe me, I went to go check out some P.O. Boxes. It was kind of on the shade side, meaning like I was like, is this dude really going to like take care of my packages for people? I don't know. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like I, I liked the spot. So I'm still looking for a proper spot. I don't want to just have anywhere and... Um, and so I'm looking, I'm still looking, I'm sorry it's taking me so long, but you know, I have a lot of hats I juggle. But in the meantime, I want to give you a little drink that you can have for the holidays. And it is a virgin Irish coffee. So those of you, if you want a regular Irish coffee, you can look it up, but it's coffee, Baileys, and Kahlua and whipped cream on top. But if you want the virgin style, use the Monin syrup I am trying to get you guys into. And if you are using that Monin syrup, let me know. It is awesome. It is the best. It's the best syrup out there. But if you put a little of the Monin Irish um, syrup, then, um, you know, brew some coffee. Best if you could do French press. If not, then just do regular coffee. Then um, put the coffee over the syrup. So in other words, do the coffee and the sugar, uh, the, sorry, the sugar and the syrup together and mix it and then pour the coffee and then pour the cream because you got to have some, a little bit of half and half or cream or oat milk or whatever you use and then top it off with whipped cream, take the Monin syrup and kind of circle it on top of the whipped cream and drink and let me know what you think. Also... I wanted to let you know that, you know, I haven't done a paranormal gossip in a while. I haven't seen anything that I've really been excited about. If you have a paranormal gossip you'd like me to throw up on here, please go ahead and write that in. So go ahead and email that to me at the house at Gmail with your other emails. And let's with that, we are getting right down to business. You're, I know you guys have this drive, so I'm going to set the mood. Um, I'm just assuming everyone's driving. You're probably like Adela. I'm here clean. Maybe you're cooking. Maybe you're cleaning your house. Maybe you're getting ready. I don't know about you. My family's very, very big into Thanksgiving. Maybe you're like Adela. We're not that big. We got some fried chicken and you know, we're calling it a day. I don't know. So <laughs> um, do share. All right, let's go out of the medium brew cafe and let's get started with our story from Lisa. Okay. And I think, that, I think you guys will enjoy this because there's, there's kind of 
a lot going on. And whenever there's a lot going on, I feel like you guys are going to like it. My opinion. All right. Hold on. We need to set the mood a little bit. All right. Here we go. Hello, Adela. I've heard you in my in many different podcasts, and I've enjoyed your humor and how you keep things real. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for just being you. Smiley emoji. First of all, she's heard me in many podcasts, which I really appreciate the compliment. I think that's a compliment because I have been on many podcasts, including a few versions of, of, the, of this podcast. I wanted your thoughts on an incident that took place in my childhood home a couple of years ago. Very fitting for Thanksgiving, by the way. I grew up in a 150 to 200 year old home in a city called Mentor, right outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Now I'm going ahead and saying the location because she's not in the house anymore. The house has a lot of history that is connected to the history of Mentor. A brief summary is that the house was part of one of the big estates there. It was said that my house was where the chauffeur of the owner of the estate lived. Years later, I started to look into the history of our home and found evidence that confirms this. Interesting. So she she already did her research for me. You guys don't have to do this, but if you do, it's always interesting. The house later changed hands several times until my parents bought the house around 1978-ish. Excuse me. The family that had it before built a house two doors down from our house, and so we were neighbors until they passed away in an ironic twist. One of my sister of my sisters later bought that house to live near my parents. So she said it. Let me re- say how she said it. One of my sister later bought that house later to live near my parents. Sorry, that scares you guys. I cannot, actually, I'm not sorry. I cannot tell when we, quote, knew something was in the house. We just always knew there was a, quote, ghost. We never felt scared, and on several occasions, it helped us find things that we had lost. Dad's beeper, who remembers beepers, mom's ring, my daughter's stuffed kitten, etc. The best way I could describe it was that it was in the background of our family's daily life. Then every once in a while, it would do something to almost say, I'm still here. Hi. Even my mom and sister, who are diehard skeptic of things like this, agree with some of the accounts that took place. One time, a friend of mine, I'll call her Amy, came over to my house. Amy brought her friend with her. This friend said she was sensitive to things and confirmed some things that were privately happening in my life at the time. No one knew about it. She also said something very interesting. She said that there was a lady in white. Aren't they always? LOL. That's my favorite line because she's so right. Aren't they always? And I have a theory of that, but I'll save that for later. In the house with a small dog. So she saw a lady in it with a dog. Growing up, we never were able to get a gender on the ghost we felt was there. We grew up with big dogs. So this struck us as very interesting. I filed away in my brain as another story to attach to the house and moved on. About 20 years later, I came to visit my parents with my children. It was October 30, 31st, 2020. I mean, that's kind of 
on the spot, right? On the nose, Halloween. And my dad was battling cancer. He is doing well now. I'm glad we're all very glad to hear this. My sister planned an small fun outdoor family activity that day um, that day to help the kids celebrate Halloween, but also to try and get our minds off of all the worries we were carrying. The house is old, so the family room and kitchen are next to each other with a wall in the middle. However, the wall is open on both ends so you can see into the kitchen from both sides when you are standing in the family room. You know who is in both places and can hear them easily. So you know, like she's saying, you can see both, you know, both sides. My dad was sitting at the kitchen table that looks directly into the family room on one side. My husband, I think, was upstairs at the time. He was not anywhere near us. My daughters, six and four at the time, were in the family room talking and excited while my mom and I were walking between the family room and kitchen trying to get everything ready so we could leave. Suddenly, my four-year-old looks at me as I'm walking by and says, Where did the lady go? I stopped dead. What? I asked my daughters, looks at both my mothers, and I confused and points to an area. Wait. I asked my daughters, looks at my mother, and I, confused, and points to an area about a couple of feet away, right the couch, and says, Where did the lady go? Again. My mother and I looked at each other, completely confused, then looked at where she was pointing and see our family couch and coffee table, not five feet away, with no one near it. Even if someone was there, we would have to move past them as we walked around. We both looked back at my young daughter and asked what lady. In her childlike innocence, she told me there was a lady standing right there and she is gone now. I looked at my mom, who was as surprised as me. We both laughed a bit and tell her not to worry about it. She had get ready for the party. Happily, she skipped, she skipped off running away. Later, I had time to process what happened, and I talked to my skeptic husband. He smiled and thought nothing of it. So I waited a couple of days in the car. I brought up what she said. I asked her again to tell me what she saw. She said it was a lady who had hair like her aunt. She even said it must have been her aunt, but it wasn't her aunt. Was at her aunt was at her house getting ready for all of us to come over and I would have seen my sister if she was anywhere near that family room or kitchen. This lady had her hair up like my sister would often wear a bun in her neck and she was wearing a dress. I do not remember if she told me the color and she was looking toward the couch. I asked about her face and she said I didn't see a face mommy. Honestly if a person was standing that close to us you would have seen a face. The lady was there, then gone. I even waited a couple of weeks and asked my daughter again, this time telling her it must have been her sister. She was adamant it was not her sister. When I asked again what the face looked like in a very childlike expression, I told you, Mommy, I did not see a face. Listen, I'm believing her, okay? Everyone, Believe your children. 
they know. They see things and they know. They're like, I know the difference. She's like, feisty. I love it. Okay, it has been several years and neither of my daughter or anyone have said they have seen a ghost. My father did say, did admit to having a cup fly off of the table when he was in the basement office by himself in the same room. I saw at the corner of my eye what looked like a man, almost like my dad, sitting at his office seat. It was there, then gone, in a second. But no lady. We never told any of the grandchildren about the ghosts in the house for fear of scaring them. We also made sure never talk about these things like this in relation to the house. I want to believe that the house ghost was saying hi and maybe trying to bring us comfort in a scary and stressful time for our family. Sorry, this is so long. I try to keep it as short as I can. As I type this, I also remember how many unexplained things happen in this old but very loved home. What are your thoughts? Thank you sincerely for taking the time. Okay. A lot going on. I have to take a sip of, sip of water. <laughs> that was a lot to read. A lot happening. Always believe the children. Always believe the children, everyone. I'll explain. You'll hear what I had to say to Lisa. Okay, everybody, you heard me read Lisa's email, and now we have her here. Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so we're going to go over your email. We're going to break it down because there's a lot of different scenarios and little different interesting things that happen. So you start with the email that, thank you, you've heard me on different ones. <laughs> yeah, thank actually, you I Okay. And you wanted to know my th thoughts on a couple things. Okay. So mm -hmm. you grew up in a 150, 200 year old home, um, in a city and you said, I, you said in a city called mentor right outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, and the house has a lot of history that is connected to the history of mentor. You mean the history of that? What is of that place is mentor. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So like the kind of the history of mentor, or mentor, as we call it. Um, my house, the house I grew up in, is kind of one of the stationary parts of the history. Like it, it kind of the history. Well, don't of tell too there. much. Don't Sorry. tell too much because I want to check into yeah. it. Okay. okay. Yes. A brief summary: the house was part of one of the biggest estates. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Years later, you started to look into a history of your home and found evidence that confirms this. Okay. Awesome. So the house has gone through different people's hands and your parents got it around 1978-ish. Um, had it before built a house two doors down. Okay, so the family that had it before, oh, so the family that had it before moved two doors down. Is that what you're saying? I Yes, the, the family that did live in the house, mm -hmm. I should say one of the families that lived in the house, built the house two, door, two doors down from my parents. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. I oh, moved there when they were done. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I just one of my sister, uh, one of my sister later bought that house to mm -hmm. live near. So your, so your sister bought it. Yeah. 
Um, and cannot tell when we knew something new. Okay. We always just knew there was a ghost. Okay. We never felt scared. Help us find things. Okay. Can you explain that part? Like you're saying like it's helping you, like you would lose something and find right. things and okay, so, okay, kind of describe that. Again, like I said, my sisters and I never really, I, I can't tell you when it happened. I just knew there was something okay. there. And so one of the earliest memories I have of finding something was my dad had a beeper. So that's going to age us. Yes. And he had a beeper for his job. Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him being really upset that he had lost it and he could not find it. And we're talking a couple days. And finally, I just remember once like sitting in my room or something. And I said, you know, to whoever's there, because I just would say, you know, dad needs his beeper back. Could you just give it back to us? You right? Just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And easily soon after, and I mean soon after, I happened to go into the kitchen and dad was at the kitchen table and I opened up our utility, you know, the utility where the spoons and knives are a drawer. And there is the beeper wedged between, you know, one of those plastic containers that holds the different, like it's partitioned to hold forks, knives, spoons. And you oh, can yeah. in the drawer. You, so you can move in the door. The beeper was vertical up, not laying down, Weird. vertical up, wedged between the drawer and like somebody put it there and pushed the the partition to hold it up. And I remember I opened the door, I look right down and there it is. And I go, oh, and I remember going, oh, dad, here's your beeper. Like, <laughs> surprise. He gave me 10 bucks. I was really excited about it. I was like, <laughs> I mean, money. How crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's so, interesting. Okay. So that happens. And mm -hmm. then my mother and my father, um, my mom never got an engagement ring for my dad. For okay. various reasons. But a couple of years into their marriage, he got her a ruby ring like it had rubies and diamonds in it and she wore it all the time next to her wedding band it was it was that right and my sister had after college gotten into a jewelry store and had worked at the store for like five years and started kind of cleaning up all her jewelry you know things like that you know just oh let me clean this up and so she took mom's ruby ring <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna fix she's like mom it's great i'll clean it up i'll make it just like new she she fixed it looked gorgeous and the next thing I know, she comes to me and she's like, Lisa, I lost the ring. I'm like, what do you mean you lost the ring? She's like, I lost it. I can't find mom's ring. I'm like, you were in so much trouble <laughs> like, as the yeah. sibling that I am. I'm finding it hilarious, right? Right. And finally, I look at her. I'm like, we need to ask for it. And she's like, Ugh. and she knew exactly what I meant. So we literally stood, oh, in, my, we stood in my bedroom. And okay. we, look, we just looked up at the ceiling and we're like, please, if you have the ring, please just, just get it for my mom. You know, I mean, and Laura, my sister was like, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Please find this ring. Um, <laughs> sure enough, a day later, my sister went in her bedroom and there on the dresser, right in the middle was the ring. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not a thing you could miss. Not a thing. Right. You could miss. And then most recently, I'd say within the most recent time I can I know is within the last year. Um, as you know, with kids, they have stuffed animals they love. Right. And this is the same little girl, my youngest, who actually saw the ghost. Um, she had this little stuffed cat and, you know, she was playing with it and she had lost it earlier in the week and we found it. And then she went playing with it again and she said she lost it. And you know how detrimental it is. Like, oh my God, it's, you know, the world is ending. You lost it. Right, this. right. 
And I remember I was packing, like my husband and I tore apart this room. It was my old bedroom. I know exactly every nook and cranny in this room. We looked under the beds. We moved the beds. We absolutely tore apart. And I was like, it's not here. And I finally kept saying to her, did you take it downstairs? My parents were looking for it. I mean, we were scouring. Finally, we were like, okay, look, you know, and in my head, I'm getting ready to have that conversation of, well, we're coming back in three weeks. If more and more find it, you know, they'll send it to us. And so I was up in the bedroom, like that night she had gone to bed because the next day was our last day. So I kind of was like, look, just go to bed. We'll look for for tomorrow. She wakes up, she goes downstairs and I'm packing up the kids' clothes, like in their bags. And I remember at this point, I was like, you know, what I'd always done. I kind of said, look, I need this. (laughs) I said, please, please, I need this. I need this kitten. And I'm not kidding. I turned around. And the kitten was half under the bed and half out. Oh, and wow. And we had moved that bed the day before. Okay. And, so, and my husband looked under that bed three times. I looked under it twice. We knew the kitten was not there. And okay. I, and each time we always made it a point to say thank you. We were always like, thank you. You know, just. Okay. So it's like a friend. It's a little friendly. All yeah, right. It did so, actually, yeah. so those are the three big ones. Yeah. Okay. Those are three big ones. So one mm-hmm. time a friend of mine. You call her Amy, came over to your house, Amy brought her friend with her, um, and she was sensitive to stuff, okay, mm-hmm. so no one knew. According um, to her, she was, yeah. Right. Something that was interesting. She said that there was a lady, okay, I, I love this line, you're like a lady in white, aren't they always? Was, <laughs> they always are. <laughs> I was laughing, they always are, right? Um, in the house with a small dog growing up, mm-hmm. we never were able to get a gender, okay, on the ghost we felt there. We grew up with big dogs, so it struck as interesting. What did you What did you feel was she Was she saying she, she saw a lady in white with a small dog? So, like Toto, like I'll be honest, Dorothy, I had not met this. When my friend, this is my friend's friend, okay, um, this sensitive friend she brought. Mm-hmm. I remember I had met her only twice before that. Like I knew her in passing, and. I mean, like anybody, I went into health with healthy skepticism, right? Mm-hmm. So she kind of came to the house specifically to do like a reading of me and my sister and like a friend of hers. So like how we were similar to what you do, you know, reading into ourselves and things. Mm-hmm. It, at the time, she looked at me, I was first, and she started referencing things I told no one, dreams I'd had about my grandparents that no one knew. And, she, oh, and that's okay. when I started going, oh my God, like, is this for real? Right. And so I was, weirdly enough, the ghost woman was literally a footnote in this situation because at the time I was doing a lot of research in my my father's like genealogy. I'm a historian and I love it and genealogical research. And I was stumbling through a lot of blocks and she looked at me. And again, nobody knew I had dreamed about my grandparents. I told no one because I thought, whatever, I'm, you know. I make sense. And she looked at me and she goes, they're helping you look for everything that you're looking for. And they're very proud of you for doing it. And then she goes, oh, and there's a white woman in this house. There's a woman in white in this house. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, it was this kind of situation where I was so emotionally overwhelmed about the first one. So that's like, she was pretty close. She was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She actually, um, I was, it was, in a way, I almost wish I could go back and like dissect it a bit more. Mm -hmm. But I was so emotionally overwhelmed about the yeah. first part of it because yeah, my grandmother had died right. when I was four right? and I felt always a slight connection to her. And my grandfather died when I was like 13 and I had so many questions about the history that when right. she was kind of answering them for me, 
I was like, oh my God. And then she's like, oh, and I see this woman and she's in an, I think she's in an older white dress. And she said, and there's this little dog. And I remember okay. going, okay, cool. Footnote. Let's get back to my grandparents. <laughs> like, 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 you okay. know, and. Okay. So yeah, and that with, was kind with, of. Okay. So moving forward, um, move forward to like your four-year-old. So your four-year-old mm-hmm. is walking and she saw a lady um, <laughs> and she, she was staring, looks at me and I'm walking by and she says, where did the lady go? Um, she looks at, so she really just, you're basically your daughter saw someone and you guys yeah. aren't sure. Okay. And there was no way we might. So as I mentioned, the, you can see into the kitchen and the family room very easily. Like there's a, it's a simple part wall with the openings on each side. And so we always knew, so my dad was at the kitchen table. My two daughters were and in the room and my mom and I were walking back and forth, getting ready to go out. And there was just a lot of energy, you know, cause kids have energy. My mom and I were quickly had energy, whatever. And it was a quick little, where'd the lady go? And I just remember going, what? And I kind of stopped and my mom stopped. And she, and- she said, it looked like your aunt's hair <laughs> that was up. At you the said? time, she just said, where did the lady go? And pointed towards the couch, which no joke was like two, three feet away. It was it was very close. I think I said five feet, but it's within that time. We wouldn't have known it. And so I kind of just laughed it off. And so did my mother, who's a huge skeptic. Um, it wasn't until the next day that I kind of was like, okay, let me reference back to this. And we were in the car. And I said, hey, honey, remember when you saw that lady yesterday? And she was very blunt. Yeah. And I said, so could you explain it to me again? And, and she said, Oh, she had hair like auntie. And I said, Oh really? And my sister that she was referencing has very long blonde hair. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, this is long hair. And she goes, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she goes, and she said, I think she said she wore a dress and she was looking towards the couch. She goes, mommy. I said, well, did you see her face? I mean, she had, you had to, we were literally right there and she goes, no. And so I even like, I, I tried not to feed her answers, so I just kind of let it go, and then we referenced it back again. and And I said, "Well," and then she even says to me, "Maybe it's Auntie." And I was like, "It's not. It's not your aunt." I mean, I would have known my sister standing right there. Yeah. So, but she's trying to make sense of it, right? And so we were kind of like, "Okay, okay." And then, as I mentioned later, we went about a week. We got home. Um, actually, no, it was a month because that was the time we stayed a month at the, my parents. We came back a month later, and I kind of brought it up again. But I brought it up as, hey, remember that woman you saw? And she said, yeah. And I said, you know, I think that was your sister. And she so, goes, shoot. Okay. Sorry. So, so um, no, no, no. I'm just trying. I just want to get through. Oh, yeah. I try to paint the whole story and make sure we paint all of it. Mm-hmm. So then going forward, um, she, what did you mean by you never told the grandkids? You're saying you just never told the grandkids None about. We never talked about. um so I am one of, there's like six of us, right? And so- You're talking about grandkids, you're talking about you yes. and your- okay. Yes, okay. we've okay. talked about my never my nieces, my nephews, and my own children. We never talked about okay. a ghost in the house. And we never okay, even talked it. about anything in reference to anything and your, with this house. And your dad saw a cup fly off one time? <laughs> that happened about two months ago. That is probably the most recent event- that okay. he told me about. He was downstairs. The same, this is the same house? Yeah. All this is okay. the same house. Yeah. That's all the same yeah. So you never told anyone and we went to believe that the house was saying hi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's let me get into telling you uh, what I think this is. All right. All right. So we're going to get into 
I guess we're kind of going to kind of dive into like, is this been the same? Right. And who could it be? Yeah. I kind of wonder um, too, because there's a couple things I didn't mention that I'm curious about if, if that would reference it. Um, and since you kind of already told me, you know, about the grandparents and stuff. <laughs> so my, my feeling as far as finding things, I see more like a, more than a grandmother, I see, I do see like an older man. I do feel like this older man, when I see him, he kind of wears like uh, definitely older man pants that like come really high, baggy, yeah. um, tucked in shirt, buttoned up. He kind of he kind of feels like when I see him, like very gentle, um, was somebody who kind of whittled and fixed things. Um, I feel like he's very connected to the house though. That would, okay. So he feels very like this is his house. This is the house he felt connected to. He likes the, if I walk into the front door, I go to the left down the hall. There's almost like, I don't know if it's like a garage or working, like a workplace. Okay. okay, You walk in the front door to, Okay, if I, I walk in again. the front door, I go, I feel like I want to go towards the left and then go straight. And there's some kind of, I don't know if it's like a, like a living, a dining, uh, not dining room, uh, um, like a family room, or it almost looks like it would have been a workspace for him. It almost looks like it goes off the house, almost like an added room. I don't know. But he, there was, huh. when he was alive in this space and I forget what you told me the year, but I see like more fifties cause that's how he's dressed. Um, the, this looks like he did like twink, tinking, tinkering, like tinkering. tinkering. Yeah. Um, okay. he looks like he really likes the family. He kind of likes, um, helping out in, in bringing things forward. Oh, yeah. Um, he seems to have a affinity towards your father the most. Um, I, I feel like if there's anyone who would bring things and find things, this looks like him. And then he okay. is talking about like a red car when he was younger I don't know why the car is important, but the car does seem important to him. His, um, like his car? Yeah, like his car. Okay. Okay. Um, and he had a thing for cars because I think he was a tinker of cars. Okay. Like fixing cars and fixing cars up and because he's what he's talking about. I'm not sure if he's connected to your family or if he's just he's definitely no. connected to the house, though. I, I have an idea. Okay, we'll save it until I'm done. And then, um, so kind of going towards like, I feel like that's the majority of, oh, they want me to help them out. Sure, pop something up, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, Because he kind of never let go of this house. Yeah. Not that he didn't let go and move on in death, but. It's just like, if I could help these people out, I will type of vibe. Um, When I kind of jump to like, and I feel like that has to do with all the things. So it it counts for the, 
all the stories you, you told about the different lost things being found. But when I go to like the white woman in a dress, I don't see anybody like that. I, okay. I, I tried to see something no, like that's... that. Um, I don't see yeah. anything. I don't see anybody like that. Yeah. Um, I feel, well, you have to realize someone's not fully gifted. They're going to maybe feel a presence, but they'll fill in the blanks of what's like you said, your instincts of saying, isn't it always is kind of very tropey. Like the woman in the white dress with oh, a dog, no, no. you know. I'm, I'm sorry. I met my daughter more. I was like, I wonder who my daughter saw. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't gotten to your daughter oh, yet. Okay. okay yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Your daughter's coming from a different place. She's saying she saw a lady. The other right. girl was saying a lady in a white dress. Right. Right. Um, I'm not done yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hold on. Um, but there is definitely more than one person The the, the, the guy, the older man is the finder of things is the, you know, bringing things forward. But I feel like when I see your daughter, she's looking at someone that reminds me of definitely again, 50s, 60s. And with like, you know, the style is like wearing it up with almost like a turtle, not turtleneck, those, uh, those kind of tight sweater shirts or something i can't describe probably not describing it right yeah um reminds me of like pet what we used to call pedal pushers type of capri type of pants she that lady is fun like she's fun and vibrant and like hi like little girl you know that type of vibe like she definitely saw somebody but it definitely feels more related to you for sure like that that lady is a separate person to I the think I know man. who that is. Okay, go on. And she feels very like grandmothery or great grandmothery or something. She's she just popped in to say hi. Like it's basically like a she can see me, so this is my chance to be seen. But her vibe is very friendly. Mm-hmm. Um very like she's not doing the finding of things though, but she right, definitely right. is the um, you know, there's others here too and, 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 and care. And, and I feel like I, when I hear her, she wanted you to know you weren't alone and that you had help and that you needed to know that at the time. Like I suddenly got this weird, like hot and cold feeling, which just kind of reminds me of like maybe going through a rough time or something. I don't know. She's just talking about like, you just needed, she just needed to remind you. So her job is more like emotional help. Okay. Not so much like I'm going to find your rabbit or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, um, yeah. Because I keep getting like a feeling in my tongue. Like she's like, she really needed me to help her. She looks, she's showing me her young. I don't think that's when she died, but that's the age she likes to walk around like. And I would say it'd be like 28. Okay. Um, But the cup flying off is interesting because that's not friendly when that something like that happens. Yeah, when dad said that, I was a little surprised. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That feels like what's starting to happen is, you know, when you start to kind of, 
say, hey guys, it's cool, help us out, it's all good, and you don't set boundaries, then you kind of invite ones that aren't <sighs> as friendly. I feel like that that was a, a it's weird that the the vision I get. And can you quickly, just really mm. quick, um, describe how the cup flight flight off? Do you know? Yeah, I do. He told okay. me how. Um, okay. So he was downstairs. My the basement is not. I was going to say the basement. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, just stop it's, right real quick. Hold okay. on. Don't tell me. But Got it. Well, I'll, you'll tell me after. Got it. But I saw a man like in overalls, and I should have said basement. I should have trusted it. And I see this man in overalls, and he's he's a little not great. So I kind of don't want to connect too much with him. Mm. But he's kind of like this was like more of a passer through type. Like he doesn't look connected to the house. He doesn't kind of connect it to you guys. But it does feel like that spot had some connection to him, like that area. Like he might have worked on it. I don't know. He looks like, I mean, in the day, he just would have been like, what do you call when someone's just like passing through town and maybe picked up a job or two? Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. And he died. But I kind of feel like there's no great agenda except for, I would say he's like what I call like a little, when I say little bad boys and girls that kind of like to mess with people and he's kind of enjoying that. So I would definitely push him out, pushing him out, because this isn't a friendly mm -hmm. person. Okay, what were you going to say? Um, that's actually interesting. Um, so our basement um, is not a finished basement. It's um, because the house is so old. It almost looks like a cave with tunnels. Mm -hmm. So mm. the basement has always had this weird, it's always been weird to me, but to be fair, I mean, it's an old house. It's like a dugout mm -hmm. basement. So there's mm -hmm. like one, two, three, four rooms and they're like these tunneled rooms. And one of the, ba one of the rooms is my mom's room and she has a treadmill in it and I used to go jogging. And so I jogged down. And so over the summer, this past summer, I was down there and then I jog and then I walk between the big area, which is my mom's room and the two of my dad's rooms. It's so to the end of the wall and back again. And the room where the cup flew was the last room, which is my dad's little quote office, right? He has all mm -hmm. these knickknacks and things um, that he's collected over years. People have given him old stuff, new stuff, you name it. Very fun clutter. And I was walking back and forth, walking back and forth, just calling, cooling down. And I remember I went to turn, you know, the circle and out of the corner of my eye I saw this person that looked to be about my dad's age and mm -hmm. honestly if you if my dad had died I might have thought it was my dad mm -hmm. like it just was very quick out of the corner of my eye and I look and I went back and I go that's weird and I went upstairs and I go hey dad have you, have you seen anything down there and he laughed and because my dad is also into this stuff and my mom does not believe in it at all mm -hmm. and um he didn't he, at the time he's like he's like well who knows you know and then now that i think about it timing wise that would match out because that happened early in the summer like probably somewhere around june-ish and then the cup flew i'd say august because dad told me about it like yeah. three weeks ago yeah so i feel like that's definitely not the out of all the 
things that's the least positive mm-hmm. um but yeah so i would i kind of just like push them out to be yeah. like you know don't mess with things and I, if if you can i would cleanse it if 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 your mom's gonna let you <laughs> but um i would just be like no we got to be careful when you're talking to things and say help us find us okay. find it you know of course it could be friendly but that also kind of signals it's like you threw up a wi-fi oh, really? signal and you're saying what people don't understand it's basically like opening your door and going oh, really? like okay yeah you're basically saying like oh cool um i ha- i had a wanderer that came in my house and you're cool so yeah, we don't mind you. And then you don't close the door. So Mm -hmm. the others are like, well, I guess she doesn't mind it. She's talking to us. She's just letting us do whatever you have to set parameters. Like, listen, old guy who's attached to this house, who was a tinkerer, you seem cool. You can like do the things you've been doing. Everyone else get the hell out. Like you can't stop. You can't like, we're not allowing it. Or you could say my grandma, you're cool. Right. You have to be specific. Okay. So I, we don't have to talk about it now. You can add to explain more to me after on how to do that specifically so that when I go home and do it, I can just be like, yeah, I'd like I, to make it safer for my parents. Yeah. What I would do is if your mom's not into it and she's like weirded out by incense or something, you can always get a spray and it could just look really nice and friendly. You know what I mean? She, it doesn't have to look because some people get kind of freaked out if you're like, waving incense around or something they think it's too much yeah no she wouldn't be cool with that (laughs) yeah i i I can tell so what you do is you get like a spray online and go on etsy and get like a frankincense and myrrh spray and it just looks like you know to her it'll just look like air spray you know Uh like freshener like you're just making it nice and fresh could Uh even be on you just spray around and when she's not you know there with you, um, hearing everything. And you could just say, Hey, this is a place of lights, place of good intention. Um, we don't mind the old guy who's been helping us find stuff. You seem pretty cool and friendly. My grandma has been cool, but everyone else get out. You have to be very clear. And this is the thing I always, this is for everybody at home to remember that when people are like, Oh, okay, it's cool. You're basically opening your door and you're going like, oh, yeah, just come on in. It's cool. We don't mind visitors. That's what people always say to me. They're like, I don't mind. I'm like, really? Because what you're doing is you have to realize that world's ignored all the time. So they're always looking for people who are willing to talk and willing to allow them to interfere mm-hmm. so if you're like it's cool they're like mm, okay well she seems like she don't care so right yeah that guy's there but then now we have the guy in the basement with overalls that just think it's funny to throw things around and stuff right. so yeah with would i say this out loud would i like would you i be in the basement to. and say it or you in my head have to you can do both. You can do either. I'm saying. So if your mom's around and you're like, she's going to be like, who the hell you're talking about? You can just do it in your head. If she's not home, do it out loud. Um, but you're setting the parameters, but you can do either. Like I've okay. done it where I'm just sitting there and the people have no idea. I've done it walking by, so, you know, with a f- friend or something. And I feel there's an energy around us and I just whip it around and the person has no idea. They're like, yeah, let's get coffee. You have no idea. I just did a whole protective right. energy right. thing. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to do it out loud. But okay. you do got to be careful about 
you kind of conjured stuff because you were sitting in there going, listen, I'm talking to you in the middle of the room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it worked, but you lost, yeah, yeah. parameters. It's basically, you got to go, listen to the nice spirit that's been cool. Please help me find this stuff. To everyone else, I'm not talking to you. Get out. Right. Like that. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And then do, so do I like do a mental picture of like a bubble around the house and be like, you're out like, um, I would, I would call in whoever you feel that is a protector. If you work with angels. Yeah. And you say, I have a guardian angel. Yeah. Guardian. Yeah. Just say my angels. Um, I always believe in St. Michael as being (laughs) a guardian and you say, okay, I'm calling in those guardians and to stand foot. Um, because do you know who this old guy is by any chance? Which, which old guy? The one that's like the tinkering, let me help you I find stuff I have a feeling I know who that is. Okay. Uh, just from the history of the house. Okay. Um, do you want me to tell? Okay. So it it could be two people. Mm-hmm. So um, Mr. Rust was the second person who had been at the house and they were the people who if I understand and I read this correctly, he was one of the chauffeurs and then became the estate manager of the estate that my house was on. So my house was on a part of an estate. Wait, and then who was the other guy? Because I definitely think it's the chauffeur because he was all about cars. Okay, well, there are two chauffeurs. There was Mr. Oh, two Russ. chauffeurs. Yeah, okay. Mr. Russ was the initial mm-hmm. one. Russ, okay. R-U-S-S. He was mm-hmm. the initial one. The reason I'm not sure it's him is because... Because honestly, it has him at the house only until 1928. And then the Rusts, R-U-S-T, took over. And both of them were chauffeurs. And the first was the chauffeur. I think Mr. Rust was a chauffeur. And then he got, when they redid it, like when they went through and, you know, itemized people, he -hmm. went from chauffeur to estate manager. Mm -hmm. And so I... It would definitely probably be one of those people, because but the person who owned the house in the 1950s was Robert New Year, and he was not a part of the estate. He was a metallurgist, which is evidently somebody who deals with like metals and chemicals and things mm-hmm. for one of the companies in Cleveland. So. If I had to peg it, I'd probably say it was probably Mr. Russ or Mr. Rust. I feel anyway. I, I I definitely feel it's the first guy, Mr. Ross, and it yeah, might, I could, that makes sense. I feel like it's him because I feel like he's, um, it's not, it is not necessarily him having to be attached to the place, whereas he liked the idea of family and he liked the idea of your family, and something went oh, on with his family. I don't know, Aww. something didn't go well with his family, and I definitely yeah. see him. P- standing in front of a car and there was a red car he liked particular. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't know much about the Russ fam family. I just, um, I mean, I know he, I know he was married. I know his wife's name was May. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what I know. I know it was Frank Russ and that he was the chauffeur and he was actually, um, both of them, both Russ and Rust, were at the house before it became the address it was now. They changed the addresses in the 1960s. So, okay. And I think, if I understand this correctly, they didn't necessarily own the house, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think because they worked for the estate and the man who were, lived at the estate, they were kind of living at the house like it was a part of their life. You know, either they were paying to stay there or it was a part of their job. Yeah, it's more, It's not really about the house. It's just he want. He just likes you guys. I'm so. You got to understand. Like it's not really always about being attached. Oh to the house okay. he does like the house and this does seem to be special to him mm-hmm. like i said at the beginning like he was drawn to the house this is a good memory for him and then you guys are there and then he likes you it makes sense because i kind of feel like he was the type who wanted to take care of people mm-hmm. and he just had that in him but i really feel like it's the first one but you don't have to yeah. make sense of it all right now you can go check it out and update us and maybe well, if you get an update or not it's interesting when you said he was attached to my dad because my dad um, owned a, before he got his job that he later used it was he owned my dad's always been into cars he's always mm-hmm. liked them he yeah. tinkers with them okay. and he owned, he mm-hmm. and his brother owned a car like a gas station for several mm-hmm. years before yeah. he made it onto his career job and so when you said he seems particularly close to my dad I'm like that would make sense I yeah, maybe there's an I affinity like he- with cars. Yeah, he, exactly. So, I'm so if you glad get he any, likes us, though. Yeah, so if you get any updates, let us know, and thanks <laughs> I will. for coming I'll look on. Into him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, look into it, and and you and I can like read the update. But I <laughs> I, I I know what I see very clear with him. <laughs> so um, it's not always it's just for everybody to know at home. It's not always. Um, you know, about the house, although he did say he liked it. It, it, that can just be like, kind of imagine if you're like, Oh, let me go see what that old place used to be like when I was a kid. Oh, there's a cool new people. Oh, well, you know, now I've made friends with them. It doesn't always have to be that deep all the time. So uh, it just seems like (laughs) he liked that time. He liked that time in his life. You guys were there and that's it. So let us know if anything comes up. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks, Adela. Bye. Okay. So, lots going on. I thought it was very touching. We also had somebody, you know, hanging around trying to let them know, yeah, this was my spot. This is my spot. This is my spot. Just so anybody's confused, this was my spot. So, we had that. But we also had somebody trying to bring comfort. And with that said, I love to give you an update that she sent me after we recorded. All right. Update. She said on air because she gave me some stuff she did not want me to read on air. And this is what she gave me permission to read on air. Thank you again for doing the reading on my family home and what my daughter saw. I wanted to let you know some follow up to what you quote read when you mentioned the lady my daughter saw was in her 20s. She dressed in the 50s, 60s style with pedal pushers with the neck sweater and was quote vibrant and fun. I knew it was my aunt Marie. My aunt Marie was an amazing lady. She always had a smile, laughing and fun air about her. She had passed the year prior to this event from some health issues at an old age At the time my daughter saw the lady, my dad was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and thought he may not make it to the holiday. He was going to get tested that week to see if the cancer had spread. It did not, and he is doing well now. We are very, very glad for that. My aunt adorned 
adored here. Um, Ador, what did she say? Adored? Here, baby brother. Oh, adored her baby brother. Why am I not able to read? So it makes sense that she would let us know she was there to help. Additionally, it was really important to me that my daughter had her name. They both share her middle, right? You see that, everybody? You see this aunt that this little girl saw share the middle name. Interesting. I think this is the second time, right? This happened. They both shared her middle. It was a way for me to make sure she was remembered and carried on. Again, thank you. We miss her, but it's comforting to know she's still there laughing, smiling, and watching over her brother, even if we cannot see her. Yeah. Right? So this is what I wanted to say. I did not plan this episode for this week of Thanksgiving. It was, I recorded them in a certain order and it falled on here. Accident? I think not. The one thing you got to understand is that the spirit world is very much aware of time and they actually know, um, they can see past time and space. So they know like what I'll be doing. Does that make sense? So they know when impress her to send it to me. They kind of impress me. Like a matter of fact, I have a board that I tend to post these recordings on. And I was like, I feel like I have one more. I was going to do another one. And then I checked with my partner and I said to him, do we, ha do we have another? And he said, yeah, you have this one. I said, I thought so. Okay. We got to do that one. And I didn't know why I felt the need to. And here we are perfect timing. This is what I was saying at the big top of this. And I know that I, that you can logically say I have this information in the back of my mind, but you guys can understand. I read three, four times a day, five to six days a week. I do group readings. I do this podcast. I don't have memory of things in the forefront. So I rely on those little voices that kind of nudge me and tell me, Hey, this would be good or talk about this. Like I did at the beginning about this time of year to remind people. And here we are. And even though we had the gentleman in the mix connected to the house, it's very important that we had this aunt that was very much trying to help everybody at that time. So what do I always tell you all? Talk to your people talk to them. I'm serious. Like during the holidays, talk to them, say, listen, we're all gathering, show us some signs, give us something and believe each other. Try to listen to each other. Even the children, when they're like, something is going on. Okay. This felt really good. I loved this. Thank you so much for the update and feel free you guys. When I do these podcasts, when I do these recordings with you, if you hang up with me and you're like, oops, I got an immediate update. And that reminds me, I have another, someone remind me, cause I forget I have another update from another episode. Uh, it was the PK episode, I believe that I have someone sent me that she said I could read on air. I love these updates. I love this message. So with that said, 
I am doing a Psychic 101 class. By the time you hear this, I have already done the first class, but you can always join. This is a beginner's class of a learning to trust your intuition and those little abilities and knowing how to protect and know how to ward and know how to open and all of the things and trust the difference between your mind and your tuition. And trust the kiddos. Kiddos and animals will always help you. They will kind of like be the messengers because adults get caught up in the mundane and kids are caught up in the magic. So it worked out this time, right? This little girl came through for her family. She said what she had to say. She was adamant. She was insistent on knowing what she saw. All right. So I hope you guys pay attention. I'm waiting to hear your stories after the holidays. I'm waiting to hear what might have happened or maybe some stories that you guys talked about with your families. Thank you all so much for your support with this podcast. I had asked you guys to fill up my Patreon because I'm trying to get to 100 followers and you guys have been doing it. I'm about 20 away, so please feel free to to join my Patreon where you get 35% off of all readings all the time, and you also get video speed readings, and I'm doing a special speed reading at the end of this month for you all, so look for that, Um, and you get meditations and daily energy climates. Um, so thank you all so much who have been supporting and thank you so much for the love and support of this podcast and what I'm doing because I put a lot of work into it. I so appreciate, I love hearing from you all, whether you're leaving a review or sending me a DM. And I know this for me, this time of year is a little difficult because I lost my mother, um, this time about 30 years ago. Um, it could even be longer by now. I'm like losing track by I think 30 and I know it brings up stuff. So remember, talk to them, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to your inner voice and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the House Medium Podcast, and thank you for those who joined me on my podcast and allowing me to also read your emails and having all of us, including the listeners, go down the rabbit hole with you. And speaking of which, don't forget to email me all your questions at thehousemedium at gmail. And you can also follow me on Instagram at The House Medium or Adele Levine. And if you're interested in my services, you can check out adelevine.com. And remember, those bumps in the night. Or if you need help on your housing needs, renting or buying, I can pop on by. But if you are experiencing bumps in the night or shadows in your room, It may not be just your imagination, so contact me, Adela, your house medium.